Hey guys, welcome back. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys had a good weekend. This week I want to talk about self-love. And actually I wanted to talk about it last week, but the week was was pretty busy and got away from me. So we're doing this a week later. No, that's part of the reason. Another reason for the delay though, is that it's such a broad topic, self-love. I've been thinking about it, letting it ruminate for a few days. And honestly, I still have no idea where I should start. So I figured I would just come on you know, sort of go a little bit more off the cuff than usual. Because usually the way I do these podcasts is I will write down some of it, like my major thoughts, and then the rest of it, I'll just sort of like let the thoughts flow around the talking points kind of thing. Um, But this one is even more off the cuff than usual, just because I don't know where I should start. But I figure if I just start talking about it, then, you know, it'll come out. I did get to the point, though, where I feel like I want to break it down into two parts, because... There's self-love, like what is self-love? There's my, my self-love journey, my struggles with, with that, um, where I am now. But then the second part of that, which I will do a separate you know, episode on, is how self-love affects people and things around you, right? Like there's how self-love sort of affects you, like you know, the individual, and your own relationship with self-love. But then there is also how your self-love or lack of self-love, or maybe loving yourself a little bit too much, there is how all of that affects those around you and your relationship with the outside world. And I'll explain what I mean by that later on. So I guess, first of all, we should start with what is self-love, right? I think that's pretty simple. You know, it's just kind of caring for, taking care of yourself, loving yourself, love of oneself, right? We know what it is to love someone else, another human being, Um, perhaps a a pet even. But when we turn it around and we talk about self-love, it starts to get a little bit more complicated, right? And so right off the bat, we want to rule out things like, um, you know, narcissism or being egotistical or arrogant or, you know, just overdoing it, right? Like being vain. Those things, I think, for the purposes of of this discussion, don't fall under the the umbrella of self-love, right? When we say self-love, we mean just caring for, taking care of yourself, looking after yourself, um, loving yourself, you know, in a reasonable fashion, in a moral fashion, not anything that's immoral or harmful to other individuals, all right? So we have the definition of self-love, and I think another thing that we want to we wanna talk about is what does that look like exactly, Right? Self-love looks like different things to, to different people. And I, and I know that sounds uh, broad and vague and perhaps cliche, but it's true. We all have our own idea of what self-love is. You know, just give you an example. You ask someone like what your ideal day is. You're going to get, if you ask 10 different people, you're going to get 10 different answers, right? Um, most likely. Um, so for me, my ideal day would involve anything outdoors. I love being outside. I love being outdoors, um, hiking kayaking, camping, horseback riding, golf. Um, So any of those things for me would be a great day. Just any day spent outside in nature um, is a good day. Getting to travel, I think, is is one of the ways that I show self-love. I do a lot of solo travel. And so for me, uh, taking trips, you know, like, like, like for me, when I, when I booked that plane ticket, that's sort of like my selfish, like guilty, 
I don't know what, I don't know if that's the right term to use, but, but definitely like my selfish thing. Like I'm taking care of myself. I'm going to somewhere where I want to go and I'm going alone. And that for me is like the pinnacle of self-love. Uh, well, I'll say one of the pinnacles of self-love. And so for some, for somebody else, it might be um, a weekend trip to the beach. Um, it might be a day at the spa. It might be, I don't know, a, a group trip with friends. So we all have our, our, our different ideas of self-love. And then there's the smaller things that you can do on a day-to-day basis, right? When we talk about self-love, maybe you've had a rough day at work. You come home, you get a glass of wine, you sit in front of the TV and you put on, um, I don't know, Grey's Anatomy or something. I don't know where that came to mind. I don't even watch Grey's Anatomy, but <laughs> it just sort of popped in there. But anyway, for someone else, it might be that you come home and you knit or something. I don't know. Uh, different people have different ideas of self-love. Let's just leave it at that. But then there's also like the concept of self-love, right? Like there is the, when I say the concept, I mean, there is the idea of how you view yourself, right? Like it's one thing to go through the actions and the physical, I guess, manifestation of self-love, but there's also the, um, the concept or the idea of self-love in terms of how do you view yourself, your opinion of yourself, like that is part of self-love. So I would venture to say that if you have a high opinion of yourself, or maybe not even a high opinion, maybe like um, a good opinion, let's put it that way. Like if you see yourself, if you view yourself favorably, then I would venture to say that you are more likely to practice self-love. And let me, let me rephrase that. Let me say it in another way. So if you love yourself, and when someone asks you, what is your opinion of yourself? Do you view yourself favorably or unfavorably? You know, would you answer, um, yeah, I think I'm a pretty good person. I love myself. Um, I view myself in a favorable light. Then I would venture to say, I would go on a limb and say that you probably take good care of yourself. You know, like you probably practice good self-love habits versus if you are someone who has a low opinion of yourself. If you have low self-esteem, a bit of self-loathing, you don't think highly of yourself at all. You don't think that you're worthy of love. You don't love yourself. Then you're probably not going to put that into practice, right? Like, I mean, I don't know. And you can, you can sort of, uh, give me your feedback on this, but I feel as though if you don't have that idea or that opinion of yourself, if you don't love yourself, then you're probably not going to practice self-love in its physical manifestations. And again, rephrasing that, if you hate yourself, if you hold yourself in low esteem, why would you take care of yourself? Why would you bother? Because in your mind, you've sort of already decided that you're not worth taking care of, right? Like you don't take care of things that you don't love, right? So if you don't love yourself, you're probably not taking good care of yourself. And the reason that I, that I say that is because, you know, for a long time, that was, that was me, right? And self-love is something that is, gosh, I mean, like it encompasses so many different aspects of my life. And it's something that's so, <laughs> it's, it's so, it's so vast to me. And so that's part of the reason why I struggle knowing where to start with this. And so when I talk about self-love, I have to talk about where I came from, where I went, where I am now. And probably of all the things that I have talked about on this podcast and I'm going to be talking about in the future, probably of all the things that I talk about, self-love might be the biggest one for me. Because for me, that is where all the, that's like everything else stems from that issue. Maybe it's the same for someone else listening out there. Maybe you have also struggled with self-love to 
a large degree like I have. And so when I talk about this idea, this concept of self-love, it's not just an idea. It's not just a concept. It's not this faraway thing. It's very real and it's very important and it's, it's a very emotional topic. So I'll try to speak as clearly as I can about this and I'll try not to ramble on too long, even though I have a feeling that this is going to be a long one because there's just so much to talk about with self-love. So I think a good place to start is asking the question, from where do you derive your love of self? Do you just sort of love yourself just because and that's the way it's always been? Or do you, you know, love yourself for other reasons, right? And obviously this, this answer is going to be different based on the person. Um, another good question is, where do you derive your love of others? So like, why do you love other people? You know, think about someone that you love that's in your life. Do you love them because of who they are as a person? Or, you know, do you love them because of the things that they do for you? And I think that these questions can be related. for loving yourself versus loving other people. And I'm not really going to answer that. Well, the second one I'm not going to answer right now. That's just something that I think is good to think about. And then we'll come back to it later on. So I think for me, from answering the first question, from where do you derive your love of self? I would say for me, childhood set the tone for that one. And if you guys remember from, I think it was episode one, uh, when I talked about my accomplishments as a child and, you know, whether it was getting good grades or, or being in competitions or um, striving to be at the top of the class, I think it started there, right? Like, it's sort of a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? It's sort of a symbiotic relationship where those things sort of coexisted. And I mean, those things as in like me loving myself and other people loving me. So one thing that I noticed is that when I, you know, would do those things, when I would like get good grades or be at the top of the class or, or win the spelling bee or what, you know, whatever it was, when I would accomplish things, I got attention for that. Um, people would pay attention to that. And I think from a very, very early age, I was, um, and this is just sort of, you know, a personality thing, something that I was sort of, I always felt like I had was the want to please people, right? To make people happy and to see people happy. So when you take that and you combine it with the accomplishments, something that I noticed right away was, okay, the more you accomplish, the more you do these things, the more people seem to pay attention to you and shower praise on you, and the more people seem to like you. And so that became wrapped up in my own identity, you know? In other words, I guess what I'm trying to say is that the more people loved me or showered praise on me, the better I felt about myself, right? And so that was the start. It was kind of like, oh, if I do these things, if I accomplish these things, then people are going to like me. And my ultimate goal is like, like I said, is being a people pleaser. And I, I want people to like me. I want people to, um, you know, I want people to view me in a positive uh, light. And so that was something to where, okay, the more I do this, the more I accomplish, the more people like me. Um, and then the more I like myself. And so as I got older, it progressed to the point where I think in college, I couldn't, I couldn't distinguish the things that I liked or the things that I wanted from the things that other people wanted for me or the things that other people liked, right? It's like, well, you know, if someone were to ask me the question, okay, what do you like or what do you want? It was sort of kind of like, well, what do you like? What do you want? It's kind of like, you know, I didn't have my own identity really, you know, I, I became so wrapped up in what other people wanted and what other people thought that I sort of stopped thinking about, you know, like, okay, the concept of, hey, what do you think of yourself as a person? That didn't really exist. It was more about what other people thought of me, right? And so it was so far removed from what I think self-love is supposed to be about. 
as I look at it now. You know, I didn't have that, that concept. I didn't have that idea of, hey, what qualities do you like about yourself? The qualities that I liked about myself were the qualities that other people liked about me. And that's fine. Like, that's okay. But what's not okay is not having any sense of, okay, well, what are the things that I love about myself that are not associated with other people, right? Like, do I like this because I actually like it? Or do I like it because someone else thinks or says that I should like it? Do I want to do this activity because this is what I want to do? Or is this because what other people want to do? And I'm just kind of like obliging. And again, that's fine sometimes. But when it becomes your identity, then that's not fine. Now, I know I sort of veered off and started talking about identity as opposed to self-love, but I'll tie them together at the end. Now, let's go back to that question I asked before about from where do you derive your love of self? And for me, the answer was my self-love came from my accomplishments. I loved myself for what I could achieve. And like I said in a previous episode, when I stopped achieving, then I stopped loving myself. And that's when the downward spiral came. And that's when I really stopped taking care of myself and stopped practicing self-love and, you know, fell into the depths of depression because I'd never had that intrinsic sense of self-love. In other words, I didn't love myself just because I was a human being and worthy of love. I loved myself for what I could do. And that was a dangerous precedent to set. And that's something that I struggled with for a long time. You know, in my eyes, I stopped achieving. In my eyes, I fell off. In my eyes, I wasn't what I was before growing up. And so in my eyes, I was no longer worthy of love, no longer worthy of love from other people and no longer worthy of love from myself, which is even more important. And here's the other thing that I failed to realize is that people didn't actually love me for what I accomplished, right? I thought that because I was getting praise and I was getting attention that people loved me for what I was accomplishing. No, people loved me because of who I was. People liked me because I was a good person and because I tried to be a good person or because I was fun to be around. Not because I was, you know, at the top of the class or accomplishing whatever. And I was so caught up, I guess, that I failed to realize that. And so when people started telling me, hey, you know, you're a cool person or whatever compliment they would give me, I didn't believe it. Because in my mind, well, how could you like me or love me or want to be my friend or want to be with me? romantically, if I'm not accomplishing these things, you know, like I didn't feel like I was worthy of any of that. See, when I asked that question before, you know, where do you get your self-love? The answer should be because I'm a human being. By virtue of being a human being, I am worthy of love. I don't have to do anything or accomplish anything, right? Or be anything. I should love myself because of who I am, not what I do, right? I don't have to earn love, you know? I should have seen that I was already worthy of love. But that's not something that I saw early on. That took a while. And so this is gonna sound a little hippie-ish, but the first thing that I had to do was find myself. The first thing that I had to do was establish my own identity, figure out who I was as a person, figure out the things that I actually liked, the music that I wanted to listen to, the activities that I wanted to do, the places that I wanted to go, the things that I wanted to be, you know? Just for example, going into college, I had no idea what I wanted to be for like the first two, three years even. I wanted to be a dentist, maybe a doctor, maybe a lawyer, all because those were things that I thought I should be because that's what was expected of me. 
right? It wasn't until afterwards when I went to China that I, I found that I actually liked teaching. And that's actually what I wanted to do. And in fact, going to China was one of the first times in my life that I felt like I was really seizing control. This is something that I wanted to do. And I didn't really care what anybody else thought I was going to do it because I'd always wanted to live abroad. And so the first step in that journey was figuring out who I was. And then came the difficult part, which was figuring out what self-love was and how to love myself. Because for a long time, I had no idea what it meant to love myself, right? I didn't have any concept or any idea of that. And I'm going to be honest, it's still something that I struggle with. Like, I know what self-love is now. I have a good idea of the concept of self-love. And so where I am right now is working on practicing it. Because, like I said earlier, it's one thing to know what self-love is, but it's another thing to actually put it into practice. And so something that I've become better at doing is actually practicing self-love. Self-love isn't always easy, right? We have this idea of self-care that's glamorous, you know, taking a bubble bath and going to a spa or relaxing or whatever. And that's all great. That's all part of it too. But sometimes it's doing the difficult things like seeking therapy, eating right, going to the doctor, exercising, you know, the things that aren't as glamorous. But those are all involved in taking care of yourself. And so my mindset now in regards to my identity is that I am who I am. And I have an idea of the person that I want to be. And I'm constantly working to try and be better and to be that person, right? And I think we should always look to be working on ourselves. No one's ever a finished product, right? But in terms of what other people think of me, you have to get used to the idea that not everyone's going to like you. And I had to, it took me a long time to get to that point, you know, where I was okay with not being liked by everyone. People are going to think what they're going to think. You know, at the end of the day, you can't give a damn about what people think because you can try and be the best version of yourself that you can be. And someone's always going to have a problem with you at the end of the day for whatever reason. You can't worry about that. And with regards to self-love, I'm going to say this because I wish someone had told me this at a very early age is that you don't have to do anything or be anything or accomplish anything to be worthy of love, whether that's self-love or being loved by others. You're worthy of love just by virtue of being a human being, right? You deserve love. And the thing about self-love is that it doesn't matter actually what I tell you. And I know that contradicts what I just said, but at the end of the day, the only way it's going to become real is when you start to feel it and believe it yourself. That's the thing. You know, it doesn't matter what anyone from the outside says. They can compliment you all day. You know, you're beautiful. You're a, good, you're a great person. You're this, you're that. But at the end of the day, if you don't believe that about yourself, then it's not going to make a difference. And so that's one of the things where it's really difficult because you have to come to actually believe that and own that. You have to ask yourself the question, are you worth the investment? Because that's what you're doing when you're practicing self-love. You're investing in yourself. And so you have to come to realize that, hey, at the end of the day, I'm worth the investment, right? I'm worth putting in this time. I'm worth eating right. I'm worth going to the doctor. I'm worth exercising regularly. I'm worth taking the day off when I need to. And again, as long as you're not being immoral and harming others and you are genuinely taking care of yourself, to me, that's the most important thing. That's really all that matters. So next week is going to be my final episode of the year. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about some goals that we can set for ourselves for the coming year. I'm also going to talk about the holidays because I know that can be a tough time for a lot of people. And I'm also going to talk some sports a little bit. And that will be my last episode of the year. And then in January, for the first episode of 2022, I'm going to do a follow-up episode to this one where I'll talk about self-love and how it affects you know, our relationships with other people.
Thanks for listening. Take care. And I'll see you next time.